Good morning, City Church. This is Val Catro. I hope this is a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Back in January 2021, a gentleman named Jordan Green, not the one that goes to City Church, a different guy, started a small firestorm on the app previously known as Twitter when he posted this. When I describe East Coast versus West Coast culture to my friends, I often say, the East Coast is kind, but not nice. The West Coast is nice, but not kind. He continued, niceness is saying, I'm sorry you're cold, while kindness may be, oh, you said that five times, here's a sweater. Kindness is addressing the need, regardless of tone. As you can expect, people had thoughts about this. But here's the interesting thing. Out of the hundreds of responses he got, most people took issue only with his geographical generalizations, not with the distinctions he drew between niceness and kindness. Everyone seemed to agree that niceness feels more about the giver. It's born out of politeness and a desire to keep the peace. Kindness, however, focuses on the receiver. It comes from a deeper place, a desire to set things right, even if doing so gets messy or asks more of us. We can thank the show Ted Lasso for giving us one of the best examples of kind but not nice in the character of Roy Kent. If you've ever watched Ted Lasso, you know who I'm talking about. If you haven't, don't worry. I'm not going to get how people can get about that show. But just to give you context, Roy Kent is an often cursing, gravelly voice, grumpy yet marshmallow-centered former footballer from South London. Throughout the run of the show, Roy gives us countless examples of his kind but not niceness but my favorite happened in season two. Roy and his girlfriend Keely have just finished a double date with their friend, the ultimate catch Rebecca, and her new non-entity of a boyfriend. Keely sweetly hems and haws as Rebecca attempts to convince herself that it's a good match. Then Roy, as he does, starts shouting. I'm going to quote him now, but don't worry. I've edited out the curse words and will not be attempting to talk like a British man this morning. Tell the truth, he growls at Keely. Then he turns to Rebecca and barks, he's fine. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Most people are fine. But it's not about him. It's about why you think he deserves you. You deserve someone who makes you feel like you've been struck by lightning. Don't you dare settle for fine. His words leave Rebecca rattled, but undoubtedly touched. These pop culture moments came crashing together in my mind when I read Psalm 141 verse 5 from today's lectionary. Psalm 141 is a psalm of David, one in which we find him calling out to God for help. But this time, instead of asking for protection from his enemies, he begs for protection from his own heart and its susceptibility to wickedness. Halfway through this desperate petition for God to save him from himself, David says, Let a righteous man strike me. This is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. That is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it, for my prayer will still be against the deeds of evildoers. I think we can all agree that when someone rebukes us, it doesn't feel nice. The word itself, rebuke, sounds as sharp as the experience. It's a call out, a correction. Who likes that? But just because something feels not nice doesn't always mean that it's not good. You have to consider the source and his or her intentions. In this verse, David expresses a profound desire to receive rebuke from the righteous from those whose intentions and actions are grounded in the truth of God's love and sovereignty. To call back to the pop culture moments I opened with, I don't know whether Mr. Green or Mr. Kent would be considered righteous. One is a stranger to me and one isn't real. 
but they work together to help us understand what David is talking about here. In his tirade against Rebecca's boyfriend, Roy Kent, as Mr. Green would have explained it, addressed the need, regardless of tone. He saw a friend losing her way and spoke up, demanding that she remember who she is. That sort of interaction is what David asks for in this verse and is something we all need as we strive to live lives that honor God. David values this sort of dynamic so highly that he equates it with oil on his head. That's Bible talk for something that is precious, healing, and holy. Kind rebuke is like that, a balm for the souls willing to receive it. It reveals our blind spots, it names our missteps, and helps us point our feet back to God. It demands that we also don't dare settle for fine, but instead remember who we are, and most importantly, whose we are. Now, it wouldn't be very kind of me to leave you with all these thoughts, but then offer no next steps. I would be naming the need for kind rebuke in our lives without addressing how to get there. So I'm going to close with a prayer Tim and Kathy Keller wrote in response to Psalm 141 in their book, The Songs of Jesus. They give us a good place to start. Lord, I ask for two things. Make me a friend who can speak truth and love, and give me friends who are willing to do this for me to exhort me lovingly but candidly, lest I be hardened by the deceitfulness of my own heart. Amen. Thanks for being with us this morning. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay well and do good. Good Morning City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A.com. And thanks for listening.